everybody. You've got a pose in the matrix, finally. Um, we've been trying to fine-tune things, and I think we finally got it. <clears throat> uh, we're having a little bit of uh, slow bandwidth tonight. I don't know why, but we are, and uh, those things happen. But So tonight we have back with us Ralph Epperson. Uh, we're going to be talking about some stuff, especially the Kennedy assassination, right, Ralph? Yes, exactly. Okay. We're going to say things tonight. Okay. And I just want to introduce Brian, too. Hi, Brian. Hey. Hi, everybody. Okay. It's all yours, Ralph. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to say things tonight that that in the Kennedy assassination that no one else has ever said. I've got some preliminary things I want to let your listeners know. And I'll, I'll start with this. You tell me what to do with that picture. That's and also perfect. the words. Well, I, I'll, I'll say the words. It says Ralph Epperson. Yeah, Ralph Epperson, uh, Tucson, Arizona, University of Arizona, Dodger fan, uh, started research in 1963. Oh, man. All right. Well, I showed this last week. It'll just be a flash. I've got 119 published writers on the conspiracy that I've read their books. Gotta go so we're, we're a lot of the stuff we're doing, going to talk about people that, that I've read and met many of these people. Of course, some of them oh, are okay. gone. Uh-huh. Great. 62 books on the Kennedy. All... Yep. 62 books on the Kennedy assassination. You uh, see the history, history channel? channel, Secrets of the Dollar Bill, 2,200, 2,210,000 views. Uh, number two, secrets, raise up, please. Secrets of the Founding Fathers, 32,000 views. Wow. That's pretty good. Uh, Conspiracy Writers Hall of Fame, up a little bit. A brief background of 20 top conspiracy writers. Keep going up. Uh, A. Ralph Epperson, 2011. Cool. In other words, I was one twenty. Mm-hmm. That that is probably the most uh, humbling thing I've ever had. But I got one more that's even worse. But let's just go with that. And then I, this is the proudest thing I've ever had. And I showed it last week. But I want you to see this again. This is a letter written by a man by Nao Luku. Oh. Uh, he's a, a member of the Hamon tribe, and he wrote this letter. There he is down bottom. I think you can see that. There he is. Uh-huh. Uh, that's him, I guess, in his uniform. Oh, He's yeah. in the Hamon uh, Army, and he wrote this letter, and I'll make it very brief. He said for 20, 36 years, he never understood why the war in Vietnam was going on. Mm-hmm. He, 30-some years he wrote, until he watched my DVD right. called America, Betray, Vietnam, America's betrayal and consp- uh, betrayal and, and conspiracy. Wow! This we're going to talk about primarily today. John Jack, and Jackie. Jack and Good. Handsome woman. I titled this thing. I don't see anything, Ralph. I see the. Okay, there we go. Answers to questions. Not being. Asked. Asked. 
Hey, Ralph, can I take it one second to tell you something? You're real hit with the ladies. I got um, two, two or three ladies that said that they absolutely adore you, that they love the message that you bring. Seriously, I'll send you the letters. <laughs> you're a terrible guy. Thank you very much. I'm yeah. hardly adorable, but, I've got, uh, but anyway, I, I'm humbled by your thoughts. Thank you very much. The John Kennedy assassination, November 22nd, 1963. What yes. I'm hearing is laying on a foundation. Mm -hmm. And here's to show you that I don't have any, any, I'll just do it. I do this on my own. What you got there, Ralph? I don't see. Oh, okay. All right. Ralph Epperson. I have no staff assisting me. And no research doing my and no researchers doing my research. No one is advising me. Wow. No one is funding my work. I am totally responsible for collecting the information that I have gathered <clears throat> for this this presentation. Now let's set out what that's. Briefly cover what happened on the 26th of November, 1963. President Kennedy is in a motorcade being driven through the streets of Dallas, Texas. Very now, this good. will be a map. Uh, we'll have to get back or something, but I'll start on sure. See the blue line? Yeah. You see that yet? Uh-huh. They came over here. This is where they came. Up, this is on Elm Street. This is Houston. Then you went down. This is Elm. This is Houston. That's Main Street. So uh -huh. we made a left hand turn up here and went by, and the school book departure is right here. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. They came in. They came in this way. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Yeah. They came in over here. No, that's not right. This is right. They came in like this. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, they had to. I can't yeah. See yeah. Okay. Then they heard three shots. Uh huh. There's, this is open to dispute because people heard four, some heard five, some heard six. It all depends. And they all claim that they came from this building. Right. The sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Okay, that's the building. That's where they claim the shots came from. They're right there. Right. And this is the entrance right there. Okay. After the shots were were, uh, were fired, they raced John Kennedy to Parkland Hospital. Now that when I got that picture, it's really in the screen. Is every you see the picture uh -huh. and also the bottom line? Yeah. Parkland Hospital. Okay. A man by the name of Malcolm Kildrup, the assistant press secretary in the Parkland Hospital, came out and announced. Uh, Kennedy died at 1 o'clock p.m. I'm contending and have been for 40 years or so. Some of this I gotta do. I want to get this in the right order. I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna put them over in this box after the, okay. There we go. 
Gotcha. This is what I believe. This is what my research of 37 years has proven. Huge conspiracy killed President Kennedy, Mafia, Secret Service, FBI, Dallas Police, and the Masons, and the Masons. CIA, six groups were directly involved. Now, I'm going to prove in one instance. Yes. One man with what he said admitted and he was directly involved that there was a conspiracy. I can quit after this because it's over. The battle's over. This man said. I can prove it with the testimony. I can prove it with the testimony of just go up a little please. Of just one man. One man. And here he is. Okay, I can't see a name yet. Okay, Dallas Police Chief uh, Jesse Curry. He wrote a book. I I copied it at the University of Arizona Library, and I'll show you why in a minute. Okay. Okay, retired Dallas Police Chief Jesse Curry revealed his personal JFK assassination file. And there's the pictures. Mm-hmm. And look what he says. Limited collectors And it's on sale for how much? Whoa, $579. That's by design. He doesn't want you to know what he did. Uh-huh. And we, we'll place this into position. The shooting started at 12.30 p.m. Okay, please remember that. Was it 11 o'clock in the morning? No. Was it 12? No. Uh, what time was it? 12.30. No shots until 12.30. Uh, Jesse Curry wrote about the police radio transmissions on channels 1 and 2. By the way, this is good because you can see this. I kind of kind of look around the corner. You can see me doing that. Uh-huh. That puts it up. Oh, okay. There we are. Channel two, twelve thirty p.m. A one. Go to the hospital, officers. Parkland Hospital, twelve thirty one. No, stop right there. Okay. Stop. Okay. What time was that? Twelve thirty. When were the shots starting? 12.30. Wait a minute. How did he know the shots were happening at 12.30 when he's a half a mile ahead? Yeah. Good question. Okay. Yeah. Did you see what he said? Uh-huh. Right there. Yeah. And then he identified what it was one minute later. Uh-huh. Looks like the president's been here. How did he know that? He said at the very time the shots were being fired, Go and then the president's been hit. How did he know that? There's right. no way he knew that mm-hmm. unless he knew that. Right. Go back over it again. Do you see what this guy just confessed to? 
This really? is in his own book. Wow. And precisely 1230, he said, go to the Parkland Hospital. And then it looks like the president's been hit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Case over. The case is over. He right. knew. And I'm going to tell you why he knew. I can end this discussion right now. What can I say? Conspiracy. Gotcha. Do you understand? This is major. No, yeah. this I've read 62 books. Nobody of those 62 books, including some of the greatest writers of all, have ever made any comment about Jesse Curry admitting that was happening, what was going on. Right. Wow. This, conclu uh, this conclusion has evaded all of the 1962 historians. 62? Yeah. Of the books I've read. Mm -hmm. Now, listen to this. Chief Jesse Curry, we don't have any proof that Lee Harvey Oswald fired the rifle and, and never and never did. Wow, no proof. Nobody's been able to put him in the building with the gun in his hands. Dallas Morning, <clears throat> Dallas Morning, sorry, I got dogs here. Dallas Morning News, Jim Mars, 2013, page. Pages 47 and 48. When did he write? When was the article written? November 6, 1969. Yeah. Just to show you, I got it. I got it, unfortunately. I didn't take it out, but it's here. This is it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Not sure on Oswald. Yeah. Huh. Not sure. Oh, I yeah. Ralph Epperson, it sounds like sounds like to me that Chief Jesse Curry just admitted they framed an innocent man. Did he or did he not? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Get ready. Now, let me document more evidence of a conspiracy. Gotcha. All right. Vice President Lyndon Johnson knew. Johnson. That guy was behind Jackie, Vice President Johnson. Notice right. he's got a smile on. And an hour later, John Kennedy's dead. He's got a smile on his face. Yeah. They know. Okay. All right. Who's that? Okay. Madeline Brown, Lyndon Johnson's. Uh, I can't read the other part. 
Oh, mistress and mother of their son. Wow. Yes. You want to see a picture of the son? Yeah, why not? Does he look like Johnson, you think? That's Lyndon. Hey, oh, baby. Uh-huh. I guess so. Oh, yeah, there's a candy resemblance. Uncanny. The night before, she was with Lyndon at a party in Dallas at the home of a wealthy oil baron. Madeline Brown, Lyndon Johnson's mistress at a party in Clint Merchantson's home. Okay. The night before, right? Oh, November 21st, 1963, uh-huh. Now, for, I, I don't use this language, but Lyndon did. Lyndon Johnson told her after tomorrow, those. Gotta move it up, bro. Those Kennedys will never embarrass me again. Wow. What did he say about those Kennedys? Does he love them? No. Uh uh. Somehow they embarrassed them. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Oh. That's the point. We don't know. Now this, I'll, I'll just let you, I'll read this, but I want you to see it. We're going to read those black, in the black letters because they're small. Okay. That's Madeline, you know, in another picture of you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. this, this was at the party. I asked him, Lyndon, you've got to tell me. You've got to talk to me. Are you, were you? Involved with Kennedy's death? Finally, he said, you know the people I know, the oil people in the CIA, they did it. Huh. Wait a minute, that sounds like they did it, that it was a conspiracy. Yeah, that's right. But he said, no, no I'm pretty much convinced that Oswald did it alone. The Geraldo Rivera show. <laughs> interviewed Madeline Brown produced the letter she did yeah by the way this I was going to read these myself and I said I can't do that I'd have to put it on the back of the sheet if I'm going to do that so I said yeah, I'll have to have Dave read it and so they're short here sometimes so you got to fill in some blanks okay yeah Geraldo again the letter was from Johnson's attorney. They would continue making payments to her boy until he reached 21. Huh. Brother Rivera, Rivera said they checked it out. It was real. The letter was real. Uh -huh. Oh, they were going to show you Geraldo's, uh, you know, wants to be public and make let people know the truth. Mm -hmm. I met Geraldo at a U of Arizona homecoming event. I gave him a flyer on the unseen hand. Nice. And ask him to read it. Invite me on to his show. And he...
And he did. Really? Really? Wow. Huh. Oh, that means nothing, David. See, he did. But he didn't follow through. He, he did nothing. He didn't right. want to do it. Now, this is a question I'm asked all the time. Why do you see this when you know, wait, why do you see this when you know they will not respond? Why do you do this when you know they will not respond? Sorry. I am responsible for the message, not the messenger. Huh. Is that true, David? Yeah. Should I would I send letters to Pat Robinson, Robertson thinking no he wouldn't, but I had to try. Oh yeah. I'm not sure. I can't read it. So after the assassination, they created a group. The Warren Commission, seven members. So I'm not gonna name them because they uh it's just a waste of time, but I want you to know here we start now. We're going to start identifying groups. Okay. The members, Supreme Court Justice Mason, two senators, one Mason, two congressmen, one Mason, one ex-CIA director, one ex-Press World Bank, uh, one lawyer Mason, one chief FBI Mason. Andrew Hoover was Mason. So the Mason's starting to show up here. Yeah. So they concluded maybe we're going to resolve this thing forever and ever. Conclusion. One, three shots from the sixth floor. Um, oh, to, you know what that GS stands for? Uh, the Tucson School, School Book Depository. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. Uh, two, shot in the back or neck. Three, shot in the back or head. For sole shooter Lee Harvey Oswald. You know, that's wrong. Well, that's what they came up with. Yeah. Now, let's compare that to what the doctors thought. David? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, conclusion. Conclusions. Parkland doctors, one, from sh front shot to neck, two, shot to back. Uh, nine inches from the neckline, two to three inches from the right on the backbone. Huh. Well, that's quite a bit of difference. Yeah. So is. they came up with this concoction. Mm. I don't know if you can see that. That's the single oh, the bullet theory, bullet. baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is. Yeah, the magical bullet. That's an amazing bullet because it can do. 90 degree turns. <laughs> yeah. Now let's go to the autopsy whether or not that's true. This is what you do with an autopsy. You draw dogs and you point out. But I want you to look at whatever it is with the yellow. It, it's telling us something. That's the back shot. Uh -huh. Is it in the neck area or not? No. It's in the... It's in the uh... Between the shoulder blades, actually, yeah. in the back. Yeah. A little mm -hmm. over, a couple inches away. 
Bethesda Hospital autopsy report right side, back uh, seven inches down, two inches to the right. Huh. Yeah. How come the, what happened to the one shot to the head in the neck? The yeah. front shot to the head. There was no front shot. Interesting. Right. Now, baby, we're gonna we're starting to get heavy there. Yeah. Although I've already proved it, I don't know why I'm wasting my time. <laughs> because you want to show everybody everything, that's why, and that's important. Yeah. Proof Lee Harvey Oswald did not shoot President Kennedy. I think some of this we covered with with when we had did this program what a couple of months ago. But once again, the people that are watching now probably have not seen this. Uh, I maybe yeah. didn't know that. So I'm, I'm laying down foundational work for everybody who knew or didn't know, know what happened at the Kennedy assassination. Good. Very good. Oswald, number one, uh, excuse me, would have had to know the route the motorcade was to take. Number two, it would turn in front of the depository building. He'd have to know that. Yeah. How did he know that? Well, let's take a look at this. Oswald was told about the job at the book depository on October 14th, 1963 by Ruth Payne. He went and applied and started on October 16th, 1963. Okay. How much after the 16th do we have to get Kennedy, forgive me, assassinated in November? It's a month and five weeks, huh? Right. So in five weeks, before it even happened, he's already renting, living, working in the building. Huh? Excuse yeah. me? Uh-huh. Wow. The first plans for the motorcade, November 8th, 1963, finalized on November 18th, 1963. So how did he know in five, five weeks ahead where the, the car was going to go? And that he could get up above him and shoot him five weeks in advance. How did he know that? When the route to the thing wasn't even planned until a week before. And it was finalized by the man who's going to tell the people to go to the Dallas Parking Hospital. Finalized by the Chief of Police Jesse Curry. Jesse Curry. Have you heard his name before? Yeah, you talked about him earlier. Yes. Oh, this is a comment. I've, I've already said this, but I want to do this again. I want you to clearly understand. I've read 65 books on the Kennedy assassination. And I'm here to say, as recently as two weeks ago, when I finished the last one, not one of those books talked about the 16th of October and the 22nd of November. But Oswald knew about it and was there on the sixth floor to shoot the president. How did he know that? Mm -hmm. Is that a question we should be asking? Definitely. What do you think, Brian? It sounds like it was an inside job to me. I mean, everything Ralph's saying is pointing to, you know, yeah, it was wasn't just. No, this hand. was. Mm -hmm. This is the route that the Dallas Morning News published that morning. 
of the 22nd. They had people who read that paper in the morning had no clue where the route was going to be until they saw this. Huh. Yeah. yeah. That's the love field up there in the rectangle. And then down, 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 down. We're going to go down here to then turn on Main Street. And then we're going to make that jog on these. Oh, no, we're going to go on Main Street under the underpass and get on the Simmons Freeway. And then we're going to take them up to the trademark. Do you see any cut in that map of going up Houston Street and making the jog in front of the Cool book Deposit, book, <laughs> Dallas, Texas School Book Depository. You see that in the map anywhere? Uh. How would people know it was going to go there? Well, they so, couldn't have seen it. Did somebody change the They didn't the know. Yeah. Yeah, it was done on the 18th, but this is what the what the uh, the, the newspaper in the morning. Published the day before huh. the route was finalized on the 18th and on the 23rd, 22nd, they published this. But there's no jog in the, um, to Houston and Elm Street. Why? Huh. Because somebody changed it after they planned it for the newspapers. Right, right. Huh. Now, we said that, that Curry planned the route. He put it in front of the school book department. I'm going to read. Okay. I believe, this is me, Ralph Epperson, that he knew that this was to be the spot of the assassination of John Kennedy. Curry knew. Huh. He had stationed police around the Houston Street, the one going up and down, and Main Street, the street there, and the route was supposed to end as it turned Elm Street. And people at the corner of Houston and Maine, there were police here to keep you from going on, on Elm Street into the Dealey Plaza. Right. So Curry wanted to reduce the witnesses. And he stationed police around the Hamilton Street and Main Street to keep witnesses from getting onto El. Elm Street and act as witnesses. Huh. So let's conclude. There was no jug up Houston and left here on Elm Street. Somebody knew and other people didn't know. Huh. Now, let's get into the hardcore proof that Oswald did not shoot. Proof. We're going to see photographic proof that Oswald shot nobody from the school book depository. Couldn't have done it. Huh. Discuss the evidence that Oswald did not shoot. Kennedy. This is the man who took the picture. I'll just go zoom across. You don't care what he looks like, but this is his name and what who he worked for. 
John Alkins, Associated Press uh, photographer. Mm -hmm. Now, he was where the green dot was. I won't try to point it out. But here we go back again to this drawing of the, uh, the rail. And somewhere there, there you can see it there on the south side of Elm Street. So it'll be coming towards him on the driver's side. That green dot was uh, James Aldrin's Associated Press. Can you see that? Yeah. The black dot. Well, I guess I don't show it. Well, that's where, anyway, um, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll show you uh, Sapur. Here's the entirety of the picture. Uh -huh. Now, go to the right side over here. I guess on whatever side that is. Yeah. There's two yeah. policemen. They're driving alongside of the second car, which has got four Secret Service men around it and four or five inside the uh, car itself. They're right, right behind right. the Kennedy car. Mm -hmm. Here is the Kennedy car. Yeah, the Lincoln. So he shelters. Now notice in the background, way in the background, what do you see? See that black square? Notice uh -huh. there are two Secret Service agents turned back north to the right, which means they heard something shooting, sounds like something, and they turned and turned to the right. And over on the left side, there's a policeman who turned and looked at the, the uh, two uh, uh, Secret Service agents. Right. Something's going on in that, in that they heard it and they turned to the right. Hmm. So that's the entirety of the Algin's photograph. Interesting. Now, I've taken that map here and put a red dot where Algins were standing. And the yellow part shows the car, the car would be coming towards him. And it went all the way back to the school book depository. Oh. Can you see that? Yeah. The yellow. Yeah. Was, that's where Algins was. And that yellow spot is the is what's in the picture. Uh-huh. Okay? Right. Now this is the left half of that photograph. We'll go very slowly up. And there you can see the left half. Sure. If you look very carefully, right where the mirror would be, you'll see John Kennedy's left arm and his right hand and then his sleeve of his shirt and then his arm going up and by the way that is jackie's hand the first thing she did was reach for the hand because she saw it's where he reached so she reached over with her hand mm -hmm. that is the just after the first shot hit him in the back supposedly uh-huh right but let's go now. Let's see what scene that be in the way in the way background. Is there somebody standing in that black rectangle? Yeah, there's two guys. There's one that has his hands like over his eyes. And there's another one that's got like a hand just sticking up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going pretty well, pretty quickly, rapidly. We might get through it pretty quick. 
this is the bottom pad of the picture. You want to raise it up? Where are you? You're at the, yeah. Uh, okay, Texas School Bus and we're going to look at the open. Now, notice to get to get in, you don't walk straight in. You're walking on the curb, and you go underneath the, the covering there, right? And you walk up the stairs, and then across the platform to the doors in the background. Uh -huh. And that orange spot is where that man was standing uh, up against the wall. You can stand up there. I'll see in a better picture. You can stand there and look outside. You don't see his feet, but you see him like lean up. Like, oh, I want to. Oh, so I look. What? What did I see? And that's so you can see where where this this man was that we right. saw in the black square. Right. Now we're going to start zooming in. There's the two Secret Service agents turned to the right, and there's the guy with the two hands on his face. And by the way, let's go back now. Now you can start to see uh, the hand yeah. reaching for his neck, the sleeve of his jacket, and then you see Jackie's hand there. Okay, yeah. And that man looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. Looks identical to Lee Harvey Oswald, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. Would you agree for so far? Yeah. It looks pretty much like Oswald. Uh-huh. Let me show you. It was, but it wasn't. Now, how, how can he be there and not be there? This is probably the clearest you're I've seen of that man in the doorway because it's quite a distance. But let's get this close up if we can. This is possibly the clearest picture possible. Oswald. Okay, down a little Ralph, please. Okay, there it is. Boy, it looks just like now, him. If, if that's him, Ralph, you couldn't have shot from there with all those people around, too. So, what's, what's that? He couldn't what? I said, if that's Oswald, there's no way he could have made a shot from there. There's, he wasn't there's, on the sixth floor. No, no, of course not. Yeah. No, no. There are witnesses who claim they saw a man with a rifle in the sixth floor. Yeah. So, this is incidental. People, when they saw that zero, they said, my God, it looks like Leo Oswald. Now, let's go to Lee Oswald after he'd been uh, uh, found and uh, brought back to be questioned because they suspected he's the one that did it. Right. Okay, there he is. That's that famous picture. Yeah. Okay, who, who are the other men? Uh, one of them was the chief of police, I do believe. No, I don't think. Well, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, the policeman was... Well, they look like Texas, uh, anyway, like Texas officers. Out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he's, being, he's being moved around the, the police headquarters. And as they're doing that photography, I want you to notice. Oh, the, that, this t shirt. Sure. Yeah. What's that? A, a round one or a square? Angular. Well, to me, it looks like a v neck. Yeah, v neck. That's the word. Yeah. Okay, now, wait a minute. What? Why is the shirt not buttoned all the way to the top? I don't know. I'll Good show you why. Well, let's go. You can just hold on. Okay. We're going to answer that question. Can you see there's a little, as you go to the neck on that right, is his right side. Notice as it comes down, there's a little bulge in the in the side for, because yeah. the, 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 the fabric is somewhat thick. And so it, 
you did bend like you would or bend over. So there was a bend in it for some reason. And then down at the bottom, it's not broken. Huh, is it? Yeah. We're gonna see it again. Another picture I've been taken with the same two guys I believe didn't matter. Right. But there's Oswald. The V-neckline t-shirt. Uh-huh. The entrance line on the right shows the small uh, curve. Three-fourths of the way down, the shirt is, the shirt is unbuttoned, but at the bottom down, we're going to find out why it's joined. And here's the answer. We'll start with the picture on this side here first. There it is again. Now, this time, it looks like that button from that button, it's buttoned, and that looks like this T-shirt underneath the bottom. You see that white right. stuff? Uh -huh. I think that's a T-shirt. But there, now, here's the entire shirt. You're starting at the yeah, top. Hold it still for a second, Ralph. Up a little higher. A little more. Okay. Oh, yeah. There we go. See it? Huh. Notice, there's no buttons. Yeah. Right. Right. There's no buttons. The first three are missing, but notice this. Those are actually buttons. Huh. So the bottom two are buttoned, but there's no buttons at the top, the top three. They're gone. Wow. That's why the shirt was open all the time. He didn't, for most men, buttoned up to the top. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't do it. And that was a lucky break, as I'll show you why. Once again, there's no buttons in that shirt at the right. top. Right. No. The shirt is still in existence. It's at the museum in Dallas, Texas. If you go to that museum, the 6th floor, you can see it. Now, this is as close as we're going to get. Here's, here's Oswald, I guess on my, on my right, whatever it is. And then the guy on the left at the there's the two men have a V neckline t-shirt, and they both have a buttoned, unbuttoned shirt. Right. Isn't that strange? Huh. But notice this. Notice the top of the head does the not have the same line yeah. that Oswald did. Right. You see that? Uh-huh. I'll illustrate it. With these pictures. In February of 1964, a couple of three months after the uh, uh, assassination, the FBI ordered Love Lady when? February something, 1964. The FBI asked him to come in and they took three pictures of him. Why? He wasn't the subject. Why? Because they didn't have a funnel picture of Billy Lovelady. Huh. Let me show you what pictures they did have of Lovelady. This is Lovelady, the day of the assassination. Co-worker, Texas School Book Depository, on the on area in front of the Texas School Book Depository, different shirt. Oh, okay. He's got a big bald spot, yeah. too. 
I would, I don't know, I'd call it a plaid. Right. Yeah, it's a plaid. Mm -hmm. The reason they asked you to come in is because the FBI could not find a full frontal picture of Billy Lovelady, so they asked him to come in and post for these pictures. Mm. Huh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my This is post-assassination, post right? Yeah. Yes, of course. This was uh -huh. February. Right. This picture's taken in February. These three were taken in February of 64. Okay. So there's that duplicate of the one we just took. Yeah, okay, closer yeah. up, he doesn't I, look I, anything I, like him. Okay, you want to see it again? Yeah, it's just that he doesn't look anything like him in, in his shots now. A little no, bit, not, not anymore. Much. No. Yeah. Yeah. The picture it's on the possible. left is. Yeah. It's entirely possible this man was a duper, a, 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 a posing as Lee Oswald. I don't know. I can't find out when he lovely went to work there, but we know he did because he's out front. Right. I want you to notice once again a little curl shaped. You know, half, half, half circle right above his nose where there's an opening in his hairline. Uh-huh. See that? Yeah. That's significant because here's why. This is, unfortunately, that picture you saw that Alton's took was huge. And we're talking about a picture about this big probably, you know. Right, right. So they've, uh -huh. they've done word wonders with it. Now let's go here to Love Lady. Do you see that same little circle over there above the nose? Uh, yeah, and the here's picture on the right. Uh -huh. I, I put that red bandana on his head to make sure you understand. That's what we're talking about. That same little circle, half circle, is on this man's head. Uh -huh. That head is Billy Love Lady. Yeah. Uh -huh. But it's on Oswald's body because they couldn't button the shirt and they put his shirt, a love lady shirt, in to fill it up <laughs> to make you believe it was love lady. But fortunately, he couldn't button the shirt because Oswald couldn't button the shirt. They mm -hmm. didn't have the negative. Right. They got this phony picture with a little curl in his head fine mm -hmm. and say, listen, We'll take that out and put it on the picture, and then we'll make the world believe. And the Warren Commission concluded it was Billy Lovelace. Huh. Once again, I have never seen one book in all of my research of these two men. I, I forgive me, I don't, I don't have a picture. I don't can't find a picture. I've never found anybody in 62 books, many of them, many, a lot of them don't have photographs, they're just narration. But whenever there's a picture, nobody but nobody but nobody ever is like, oh, wait a minute, he's got this curly. What is that? The shirt is different. The shirt's different, but the bean necklace has got the, in other words, somebody tampered with that picture yeah. because people were concluding it was really Lee 
Harvey Oswald. Uh-huh. The FBI tampered with the evidence in the Warren Commission before it was published. Huh. Does that mean the FBI knew something? Sounds yes, like they it. did. Yeah. Man, oh man. This was not about two men. So, history got a break. The shirt was all about the. This was all about a shirt that was missing two buttons. Huh? You see how lucky we were. But we've got photographic evidence that the Warren Commission invited the FBI to tamper with it, so the world would believe forever and ever. Hey, hey, I'm going to excuse myself for a minute. Um, I'll be right back, okay? And Brian's got a question for you. Yeah, hey, Ralph, I got a question. Okay, go ahead, Brian. So this conspiracy has been around since the 60s. So the real shooter got away. The real person that actually did the shooting never got caught. And they pinned it on Lee Harvey Oswell, um, who took the fall. So obviously it's it's an inside job, probably CIA, FBI, like you mentioned, but the the actual shooter got away, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and then what I'm reminded I'm of what I'm reminded of what you're talking about, what's happened? To, I can't remember how many years now. The Vegas shooting that happened a few years ago, the big Vegas. It was. It sounds like this, but on a major scale. It, the Vegas shooting where 58 people died. Um, yes, I remember that. Have you ever looked into that to compare? Well, no. It, 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 there was there was no political reasons for it because uh, there was no no president candidate or no congressman no. or senator. It was just some lunatic decided. Now, I don't know why even today that that we they know why he did it. The motive was absolutely missing. Yeah. Right. He did it. And also they were, he was carrying up to the floor rifles and ammunition and you name it to get up there to do it, breaking windows and shooting. And no one on the ground floor thought anything unusual about it. The whole thing was set up. There was some reason for it. I don't know. Yeah. Until today, I don't know. Yeah. But I can assure you of one more thing I, I failed to put in there. Forgive me when I talked about. Well, maybe we'll do it later. I have a friend uh, that that is a was a trained sniper in Vietnam, and I think as well as the um, uh, 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 the first part of the, the war uh, between Afghanistan and Iraq, where it was uh, that war. Desert Storm, yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah, he he believes he told me he's he had twenty some kills. I, 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 I never heard about snipers until I met this guy. They didn't really existed. So there was their secret, pretty private anyway. But he said he went to Daly Plaza before they built a little cupola around this glass. You're not allowed to get into it, but you can see it because they got glass walls like this. And so you can look inside, but you can't get in there. The boxes are all there. He said he looked at that scene and said, there's no way anybody could shoot anybody from that window. Really? Yeah. The window, there's a short uh, lip 
And then this space here was open and there above it was a, the, the top window and they saw a gap like a, I'm holding my hands about that high, mm -hmm. probably a little bit more. But there was a gap between the windowsill and the top window. And he said, there's no way me or anyone else could have shot Oswald under those conditions. And we're not through yet with the shooting. Huh. Mm. Okay. So what do we got here? If Oswald's not down here where the orange dot is, I'm sorry, here where the red dot is, he couldn't be up on the sixth floor because he's on the second floor. Right. Oh, by the way, there's really a, day, a daylight basement. See that underneath there? Uh-huh. That, that's again, really the first floor. The second floor is the first floor, but there's actually six floors without right. the daylight basement. But Oswald's supposed to be up there at the red dot, and he's not. He's down on the sixth floor. But the Warren Commission said he was, huh? huh. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the dirty one yeah yeah well we're not through with them either i'm telling you wait till we see what happened with the zapruder film this zapruder film has been tampered with so many times it's no longer reliable and i'll show you why because we're going to use the zapruder film to prove that Oswald didn't shoot Kennedy at all. I'm just stacking these up again so I can keep them separate for future. Because if I, if I lose a sequence, I'm going to about a row. Well, how many? There's 75 of these. I didn't count it. But I want to make sure they all get back to uh, back to some semblance of control. Right. So far, what do you think? Any comments, criticisms, or critiques? No, just the mystery no. just keeps getting thicker. Yeah. But it's being explained okay. at the same time. So, so it, it sounds like we have a corrupt government, but I could be wrong. Oh, be darned. <laughs> oh, that's not possible. I can see you've not watched my DVD called America's Secret Destiny. Yeah. Committed yeah. by our founding fathers in 1782. So it's 30 years ago. Uh -huh. They committed us to a secret destiny. It's on the back of your dollar bill. Oh, no, no. In 1985, little Ralphie turned to go, talk about that documented a little later. But I went on a tour around the country with the book, and I talked about the fact that we have a secret destiny. Hey, what are you talking about? We don't know. We don't have anything. Yes, we do. Now we're going to get into Abraham Shapiro and some more new things. So we're probably a little less than halfway through. We've got 45 minutes, something like that. So just be yeah. patient because we're not through. we got more surprising things to say and do. And by the way, please forgive me. I, I had to punch holes in this to keep You can see that on the side there. There's some three holes. So that's not, they're hopefully all marked like that. Right. Well, let's talk about this man right here. It's Abraham Zapruder. There he is in all his glory. We got a lot of things to say about this man. Zapruder film. 33 degree Mason. Crossfire, Jim Mars, page 66. Huh. By the way, Jim Mars has written probably the best book, but even then, he doesn't cover 
except one third of what I'm covering. In other words, he's got a lot, but it's missing the top layer. And I right. know I met him personally twice, and I tried to get him to listen. He was a New York Times bestseller because that's just so we made sure he didn't put say things he wasn't supposed to say. Right. Okay, right. here we go. We're on the sleigh ride downhill. I believe that Sabruder was a close personal friend of Jack Ruby, a major player in the conspiracy that shot uh, conspiracy that shot John Kennedy, as we shall soon see. Once again, we're back at the uh, the, the route. Now, Zabruder's building is one of those on the right side there by the blue. With the big swing down, one mm -hmm. of those buildings is called the Daltex. I think it's the one above it, but either one. So Pruder, I think it's the top top building. So he was very close to the to the route. Right. But that's a coincidence. He probably was there thirty years. Who knows? But the but the uh, the green dot in this picture is where Zapruder is. Now, answer this question if you will. Oh, why did why did he go so far away? Crowd was not sparse in front of him. We're sparse. Oh, what's sparse? I'm sorry. Only four or five people. So, if you want to get a picture of Kennedy, you can you can count up. Again, you can count him. He's got pimples or nose. He drives by with five feet away. Uh huh. But he decided not to do that. He. 30 or 40 feet away. Why? He didn't want to Go get down shot. there to the curb, man. Mm -hmm. He's got a telephoto. You've got a clear shot of him turning the curb, coming right by you. Hi, Jackie. Like this, they go. Uh -huh. But he goes back to the back. Why? Well, I think I have an action. Shapura climbs to that square, ob the rectangle on the, at my left side, where, where it says, with the arrow pointing towards it. That's where he stood. Uh huh. That thing is at least 30 or 40 feet away from the curb. Right. Why did he go back there? I used to go to the Tucson Royal Parade down the streets of Tucson. And I made the mistake of going when, when it was downtown. And I, get, I used to get those milk cartons. Plastic ones I took two with me and wherever I was working. We stood on those. You could see everybody's head because there's three or four people deep. You know, you see this. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it goes. And there's another beautiful horse. So I took a milk carton. Well, Zapruder took a milk carton. There it is. That's built in. They call this thing a pergola. I think it's like you could sit in the grass on the grassy knoll in front of this and probably watch a play or hear some musicians. But right. that little thing is about three to four feet off the ground, and that's where he stood, mm -hmm. above the arrow. Right. So here, I don't know why I got this amazing duplicate. There it is, I guess. This shows it again, I'm sorry. By the way, this is what happens when you try to, I've got this many done, and I have to, I want more done, and I started putting them together like this, and sometimes I'm missing one. Huh. Uh-oh. Ruby was a major player. Not that he was in the top level, 
but he was aware of the whole assassination plot. Jack Ruby. Huh. And Ruby Don't forget, were... no, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm going to sound like a bigot, but I believe Zapruder was Jewish, as was Ruby. And I don't know, they seem to be, they talked about it, various books talked about them being close friends. And I mm -hmm. presume it would be because of their, uh, they're both uh, you know, associated with the Jewish faith. Could be, yeah. Uh, and Ruby knew where his assassination would take place, and he did not want his friend shot by a stray bullet. That's what I thought. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, you said that there. last time we talked. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Let's say, let's say that Ruby knew where the shooters were going to fire, and I'm sure they did know where they were going to fire. That's evidence. It's not coincidental. It was all set up in plans. Right. But don't go down to the curb, uh, uh, Jack. Uh, I mean, uh, Abraham. Listen, you can just take take my word for it. Don't go down to the, get back up. And, there's a beautiful place you can stand, and you'll be. By the way, also. Ruby knew where the fatal shot was going to be, right, right in front of Abraham Shapiro. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, another, another thing, Ralph. I think another thing is that if he was farther away, the, the picture would be smaller, and you couldn't make out all the things that were going on there. Um, if he was closer, there would be more evidence to prove uh, that it was a conspiracy, right? Well, that's true, mm -hmm. sure. And I think I think he was saving his life. Right. But he had a telephoto lens. Mm -hmm. He didn't use it except at the mm -hmm. end. He did zoom in a little. Yeah, but have you ever used a telephoto lens, yeah. Ralph? Well, the tele telephoto well, lens. If you use a telephoto lens, it makes things bouncy. You know, it, you don't want to use it well, too much because you know you get a lot of jumping around in the picture. I failed to mention it. I, it was one of the things that I found later. Mm -hmm. But I've got a picture of the lady. He brought his secretary with him. Mm -hmm. So holding in place. So you'll go like this. Mm -hmm. Right. Now this is relatively new. I did not notice till about a year ago. Hold on, America. All right, we got here. <clears throat> Where's the school department going? In the background, right? Yeah, right. Underneath the hurt sign. Uh huh. That's Elm Street. Right. Read what it says. You got to raise it up a little bit. Black and white picture with an added yellow, uh, yellow highlighter. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, how many? How many marks were on the curb? Four. Four. Mm -hmm. How many shots were they bleed? Four. Four. That's right, something. Yeah, okay, we could. Yeah. Now, why did they do that? Was done the night before. Mm -hmm. I'll give you some proof of that as well. Now, this this is a picture taken from the other side of Elm Street. There's the grassy knoll, and the people up there were standing. Zapruder would be up from that little part of the But one of these women. Those two women right there. They, yeah, 
I'm sorry. Okay. I read in a book. I read in the book that one of these two women found yellow paint on her shoes. Wow, it was that fresh. She yeah, was painted that night. Hey, yeah. they're, where they're standing, right on the curb. Yeah. Hey, Ralph. Uh, Brian has to leave us, so um, we'll say goodbye to Brian. Say goodbye to Brian. Bye, you can bye, leave Ralph. the money. You can, you can, when you want to pay for it, you give the money today, and Dave will pass it on to me. <laughs> okay, I will. You know that monopoly uh, money that we have? <laughs> Ralph, thanks for coming on again two weeks in a row. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. It's been great. Thank you. Uh, bye, God bless bye, you, bye, Brian. Bye, audience. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Hello. Hold on, Ralph. Okay, there we are. These stripes were likely, or these stripes were, no, these stripes were to visually identify the killing zone for the shooters. That makes a lot of sense. My God, that just materially changes the whole shooting, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It wasn't done. Fire, zoom, zoom. You ran the curb. As soon as you saw a yellow spot, you stopped. Uh-huh. Right. Go to the curb. Go down low and then over. And if you had four shooters, you could say shooter number one takes the first spot, shooter number two takes the yeah. second. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, we, I, I could talk about that outside of this, but we may be at the end. Okay. All right. Ralph Epperson, experienced marksman, uh, would have difficulty putting a bullet into a target if it was traveling faster than 10 miles per hour. Now, there were two, two typographical errors there, and I'm pleased you didn't comment about the poor typing ability of your guest tonight. Oh, was there something spelled wrong? I didn't even see it. Oh, see, go. Oh, you covered that very well, David. <laughs> That's what friends are for, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ralph Epperson, the vehicles uh, had to be slowed to allow the shooters to, to slow track the target. Yep, that's right. You know what the word short track means? It means you fire, move, hold, fire, move, mm-hmm. hold. The whole fire. Right. It's the acquire. It's requiring a mechanism for acquiring the target. Each shooter would have to fire as the resident, as the president. Move through each zone and then hold fire as the car moved into the next zone. Yep. See, there you go. Yep. And let me give you further evidence of it. Okay, this photo from the Zapruder film was taken after the car was accelerated to go under the overpass, excuse me, under the underpass on its way to Parkland Hospital. Interesting. Okay, the, the top part is a duplicate, but I think I'm Okay, this picture was taken just a few seconds after the fatal shot hit the president. You can see the car was past the yellow line. So, in other words, this driver had stopped the car in the kill zone. Mm-hmm. He stopped the car in the yellow zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, there it is. Now, wow. I please understand, this is a black and white picture. Right. But I put the yellow highlight on it, but there it is. 
Uh-huh. Notice Jupiter was able to see it, and he, this is where the, the people discovered it. Huh. The Jupiter film. Really? Wow. So notice, this is after Jack, after John had been hit and fatally fell over, she started to crawl out the trunk of the car. Uh-huh. And over here on the side is the Secret Service agent running to get her to go back in. Right. And she was, we all thought when we first saw this picture that she was had seen the, well, I'll hold that later. But she actually reached out for a piece of the skull she saw. It was about the size maybe of a couple of uh, 50 cent pieces held together, you know, one, one beside oh, the goodness. other. Yeah. About the size of a softball. But mm -hmm. that's what she was. She saw the trunk. But notice this this was this was a few seconds after the driver had pulled away, Jackie started to crawl up that, which means Johnson uh, Kennedy's already hit the serious shot. Right. Okay, hold on. Traditionally, this picture has not been shown in, in but very few books. And I consider this to be a lucky break because we're going to actually see something that the Zapruder film doesn't show you. Huh. It comes from the Zapruder film, but it comes from an earlier edition of it. Before it was doctored, yeah. The following picture is frame 313 of the Zapruder film, possibly the most famous frame in the entire film. It is very graphic. Okay, now, forgive me. When 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 most Zapruder films are released, there's a, a big blob. You see, it's, it's on this like side a, of his like face. Like a mist. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, it's a big red blob, mm -hmm. but it's not. And the blood is gone. But it's not gone. And we're going to see. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I okay, got, John, that was only just red. Uh -huh. okay. Here it is. Here's the picture. Once again, this is a, a black and white of a color, but. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. I remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a big mist from the like spray yes. from uh, from it. But yeah. the Zapruder film doesn't show that. The ones that we normally see, really? it's like a. It looks like a plastic bag, a red plastic bag, has been covered that area for a very important reason. We're going to discover. So this is once again another attempt by the uh, Zapruder, by the conspiracy to tamper with the Zapruder film. By the way, well, I'm going to hold this period off for a week. I think I got I think I got a duplicate, but I want to. Well, listen, if the color. Okay, if the car was slowed or stopped, um, this poses a problem for the historians. In other words, wait a minute. The Zapruder film goes going, 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 going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're going to see that the car stopped or almost stopped from the other side. We can tell it. Here's the problem. Okay. The Zapruder film does not show the car slowed or stopped. It kept moving the entire time. Mm -hmm. This is it revealing. 
Just, yeah, there's a contradiction there. Yeah. From one guy on the other side and Jupiter's side. Yeah. Huh. This one doesn't, that's a long sentence. Well, I'll do it this way. Yeah, okay. There the we top go. line. The next picture is taken from the Nix film. Keep going. Okay, very good. Very okay. good. Okay, keep going, Ralph. Okay, and it'll show a um, out a little bit, please. A blurbed, blurb, blurbed because, uh, because the, camera the camera was slowly moving. So he's going like this. Notice this. Okay, the car. The picture of the car has been cut off, like from here. This, this part is missing. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying I think that's by design. But let's see. Uh, but the right side has been clipped off not to not show the taillight. Interesting. In other words, there's some, somebody's tampered with the next film as well. Huh. They made sure the taillight wasn't in the picture because the taillight in the color picture was red. Mm -hmm. I'll be done. Interesting. I tried to find a color picture that I remember seeing years ago. I remember that too, Ralph. Distinctly Thank remember you. that. Yeah. But I could not find it, so I will show the picture with the red sticker cut out to resemble a stoplight. Okay. okay here's the car. No, no, I'm stopped. There's a, the, those two women there. I think it's some other people. Right. And then I put the red light there. See it? Uh -huh. Notice the picture showed the stoplight, but initially it doesn't. Right. I'll be there. Huh. Did somebody tamper with the next film to show that the car was not stopped? Because if the car was stopped, then there's a... Uh, now hey, Ralph, they, there's another thing to think about real quick. I have to say before I forget, look at the hubcaps or the wheels. Because the wheels, if, if the car's moving while he's shooting the car, the wheels are still moving faster than the car. They're circulating, circulating faster than the car. And if it's truly stopped... Those wheels are. Are you going to be to see every, be able to see every lug no, nut? I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be happy to check anything. I never thought about that. Yeah. But your points will take. But I'm telling you, I've got. I don't. I. I. Because of lack of time, I was going to find the witnesses that said it stopped or almost stopped. Right. Right. I could, I could do that. This is. I mean, this picture came from the original. Zapruder film, blown up, blown up, blown up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to get there and hold it steady. But understand, if you don't want to see this, David, I understand. No, go I ahead. I think it'll help you understand where yeah. he was hit. Okay. Go show. Okay. Figure 10. Okay. Zapruder film. Close up of the right parietal wound with an opening in the scalp and skull extending from the, uh, I can't read that. Oh, cortex. Okay. Yeah, cortex. And from the vertex of the scalp towards the right ear. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
we've got a shot we haven't talked about yet, David. How right. come we haven't talked about that? This shot here, there it is. The original Zapruder saw it. I'm going to prove that as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, address the evidence that there was a shot to the right temple. Mm -hmm. okay. No, no, no. Back of the head, neck, and the uh, whatever the third one was, whatever it is. Oh, the back. Right. No. What about? Okay, hold on. This is the. Of course, I tried to find a picture of everybody in there, but none were taken, except they maybe the the uh, the, the doctors had their own people taking it. This is this. This is emergency room number one uh -huh. at the Parkland Hospital, but it's empty. But you can see it's not very big. Right. And there were like 30 people in there, including Jackie, by the way. But Dr. Crenshaw obeyed the order of the uh, uh, an admiral. Who no one seems to know who he was, but they knew who he was because he spoke kind of grimly. You are to forget and erase and never mention again what you saw or heard in this room. Right. And Dr. Crenshaw, who was there working on the body, said, You're right, I'll keep the I'll honor that request. And he waited, waited, and finally he said, I've got to talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pointing to where one of the bullets went in. Okay, let's see. Dr. Charles Crenshaw, Parkland Hospital. Would you admit he's pointing towards the right temple? Yeah, definitely. Did he live a long life after that, Ralph? Well, I, 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 I once saw that, and it was like 60 or 70. I mean, I, I don't, but anyway, oh, okay. he's gone. Yeah. But boy, he was courageous. He, but he said in his book, I'm old now, I'm retired. If they come at me for doing what I'm doing, then so God, I'm going home. I don't think you, I don't know. I, I, I wish I could have met him. Right, definitely. Okay, JFK has been shot. A Parkland Hospital surgeon speaks out. <clears throat> Dr. Crenshaw. Okay. Right, and there's the back of the book. And there's a second book. Oh, okay. Uh huh. JFK conspiracy silence. Huh. Thank you, God. Okay. But we got proof. Someone else saw it too. After the assassination was over, within a matter of minutes, little Abraham Zapruder fled the scene and went to the local TV station, which I presume was very close. I don't know, but he was in there within minutes. All right, listen, I listen. Tell your staff in there. I I was just there at Daily Plaza. I saw Kennedy being shot. I got film of it. Go mm -hmm. right in. And so the 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 standing the talking head from the six o'clock news came out in the hallway and got a desk and the two chairs and sat these two men down. Said, "Who are you? I'm Joe. Where do you live? Well, I live in Dallas. Where were you half hour ago? Half hour ago was in the front of the Daily. Or I was standing in a place. I took the picture and." I've got a film. We're going to develop that. I won't put it away for you. So they sent the film out. They didn't have the ability to. It was apparently when you get an uh, uh, eight millimeter, you get 
six millimeters going this way and eight to eight going this way. So you, you splice them together like this. So they couldn't do that. They didn't have the building. So it was done by Kodak or somebody. But someone else noticed something going on during the right time. Okay. Who's that? That was um, station interview. You had to go up a little more. Um, November 1963, he demonstrated the wound to Kennedy's right temple. Isn't that the guy that we were talking about earlier? No, it wasn't. Schabruder. Yeah, I mean the guy on the left who was in the Yeah. That, oh, I don't know if he did or not. Oh, I think okay. he's a talking head. I don't know who he is. Huh. I can find out for you if you want to know. But, oh, I thought he was just the guy we were talking about earlier. Go ahead. What's your printer saying? He said he's pointing well, to the right side stuff? of his head. <laughs> yes. Right. When I found that picture, 30 years of my research came to a conclusion. And I just found it a short time ago. Huh. But boy, that's proof. Yeah. There is. was another shot, and the Warren Commission, no, he got hit in the back of the head, the back, and in the neck, and the, and the bullet. It went through the back, through the, through the mouth, the tie, and then got down into the neck. Now let's go back to Mr. Mr. Kildreth. He was waiting outside the door of the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And Parkland Hospital. Parkland huh? Hospital. He's the assistant press, to, uh, press director. So uh, he was there. The, reg, the regular one stayed in Washington, D.C. Now, he's waiting outside the room and for notification from this guy. Who's that? Uh, Dr. George Buckley, Kennedy personal doctor, came out, shot in the right temple. In other words, he told Kildreff, he said, where was Kennedy shot? Dr. Berkeley went. So that's why When Kim got in the room, after he announced the demand was gone, somebody said, where was he shot? Where was he shot? Mm-hmm. That's the media. Right. So Kildreff said. Right Temple. Huh. Why is this not being discussed by the Kennedy Warren Commission? Well, they were part of the conspiracy, I'm assuming, you know. Yeah. You know what else, Ralph? And you probably know this already, but if you're shot in the right temple, there's no way you were shot from the Texas School Book Depository. <laughs> you know, unless that bullet, no, of course not. Unless that bullet had to, to make a 120-degree turn after it passed them and come back and hit them, you know. Okay. You're seeing you're not seeing David, so hold, please. Grab the handles on your chair. Okay. I don't have any, but I'll just grab the handles on me. <laughs> Get one of your dogs to weigh you down. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, get ready. It is controversy time. In other words, what I've said before is nothing to this. Right. Okay, of all the things I will say, this is the most controversial. 
by the way, this working is working out great. When we go back to now, he's gone, but I can see still with with the camera where it is, and with me being that close, I can see. I'm looking around my behind my sheet. I'm able to see them getting it at least, and I'm moving. Oh yeah, you can see where they are. Working out real well. Yeah. And somebody failed to send me the forty thousand dollar budget where I could have made slides, but we'll deal with that later. Uh, someone, someone will deal with the person that failed to. Okay. <laughs> William Greer, Secret Service agent. This is the man driving the car. Oh. The Kennedy car was driven by William Greer. Wow. Well, here's that duplicate picture. Here's the second one. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The, now, the cloud. I want you to. Pay attention to the driver. That driver has turned around, looked straight at John Kennedy's head, and fired that gray line as a pistol mm -hmm. and shot the president. I'll explain what it what it is. Um, I will then explain why I believe it to be true. William Greer, a Secret Service agent, was the driver. Brought the car to nearly a stop. Reached under the seat, pulled up a pistol, placed it on onto his right shoulder. Now help me with this. I, uh, you you know the difference between a pistol and what is a, a revolver? Right. A revolver's got the spinning thing. You got six shots That's and you got to reload one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was this this was not a revolver. Okay. He turned around with it on his shoulder. Like that. And fired. Well, you'd have to be a good shot. Actually, that close, you wouldn't have to be, yeah. I will say this. These people reversed it. The actual scene, the movie, I wish I could have had the time, but maybe what I should do is make, get, get even just a clipping, urge people to watch it. Because what it is, is the official Hollywood version the pink communist version of the assassination. They right. got a bunch of wealthy men assigned and sitting and talking, and they're planning it. And during that, they're talking about three teams of three men each rehearsing. And they, they took it up in a, in a, on the way when you go past Tucson, there's a thing called, a, oh God, I can't know the name, a mountain pass, a rocky area, big boulders that look like they were spit out, but they're all round. And they, they, they found a spot with some tall build, building boulders and some low, but they got a curve in the road and they got a Cadillac that looked about the size and they put a dummy and then three people on stands or on the ground fired. They did it over and over again. It was rehearsed. Mm -hmm. So they knew when it was and how to do it. And I'm saying when, when Greer turned around, he knew he could do it. Right. Huh. 
the shot that hit the president in the the right temple. Okay, that's where Dr. Berkman said he saw it. That's right. And Dr. Crenshaw was in there. They both said it was with the right temple. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to give you some evidence. Once again, this is I can't prove this, but I can give you a reasonable explanation for it. Sure. There we go. Okay, I believe the gun that driver William Greer used to shoot President Kennedy. Surfaced during the Frank Church Committee to study the CIA. Now, I'm going to, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, in the, I'll, I'll explain it in a minute. I, was gonna, I thought it was the next slide, but it's not. Okay. Got a couple of covers. The gun was manufactured at Fort Detrick, located in Frederick, Maryland. That's where we develop our chemical weapons and uh -huh. do some biological research for civilians, too. The gun is an air-powered weapon that shoots a small pellet containing shellfish toxin, the most poisonous substance known. That's right. There's Bill Cooper, for whatever reason, uh, I, I'm neutral on him, but he, he found a clip of Dr. Hamer or something from Detrick, and he went back to the back of the room, he walked to the corridors and stopped at one of the places where you stick your finger in, hand in, you can you know, touch and then pull it out, there's a glove there already. So you pull your hand out and you put it back in and explain that, that they developed this uh, shellfish toxin. It's the most toxic in the world. And, uh, but uh, the, uh, uh, it could be used to assassinate, but it hasn't been, so it's okay. Huh. Now. Okay, January 1975, uh, Frank Church and Barry Goldwater. Okay, oh, the gun, this is the gun the table. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Now, there, William Colby sitting. By the way, there's other senators between church. Church is on the left and go, and well, I'm, I'm sorry, in the back. He's on uh -huh. the right side of these senators who are there, and Goldwater's away on the other side. But notice this. So there's, there it is. William Colby was asked by Frank Church. Did you bring that weapon that we talked about before the hearing? Yes, I did. Can we see it? Yes, I can. So Colby said in the video, I asked, told my aide to pick it up. I was warned not to pick it up myself. So my aide picked it up and the blue line shows where he did with it. He walked around the end of the table and then directly over to Barry Goldwater. Huh. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? So Yes, okay. Uh, okay. Senator Walter Mondale, there's a video clip. I've got a copy of it on my DVD about the Kennedy. This was way done 30 years ago. Senator Walter Mondale made a point about this because the gun should have gone to Senator Frank Church first. Come on, Goldwater. Mondale in the video clip says, I asked Barry Goldwater about this and wondered how he got the handle. He got to handle the gun 
before sin in her church. He should have handled the gun, church should have handled the gun first. And Barry responded that he had learned it from Senator Hubie Humphrey. Mondale thought this was funny and he laughed. <laughs> you can see this video clip on my Kennedy assassination. Now, why did Goldwater get the gun first? I think, now maybe you could read this. Well, uh, uh, yeah, maybe you, I want you to see what I've read. This is, this is me talking, but no, maybe I want you to read it because I don't. Okay. Pull it back just a little more. Okay. Now gold. Why did it, okay. To handle the gun first. Okay. I think it was because this, this gun that cost Barry Goldwater the election in 1964 against John Kennedy. And they thought, um, yeah. They thought, sure. it, they it, thought it would nice be a nice day. gesture to handle the gun first. To let him handle the gun. Right. Let Goldwater handle the gun first. Mm -hmm. Kind of an in your face. And now Ralph represents yeah. I worked as a volunteer during the Goldwater elections starting in 1963, and the poll said that he would defeat John Kennedy. Huh. huh. I'm telling you, we were optimistic. We worked awful hard to get Goldwater the nomination. And it was young people like me. Okay, grab the, you don't have a side of the chair. Get one of your cat dogs to hold on to you. Get in your lap and you can't rise up. Because here's asleep. the gun. <laughs> get him out, wake him up, wake him up. <laughs> okay, there's Goldwater and he's holding the gun. Okay, Senator Barrett. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay, hold on. This gun has a scope on it. If you're shooting from six feet away, you don't need a, a scope. Not so unless the you're CIA then, so Let's make this close in assassination gun, and we'll put a scope on it, because there it is. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't amazing. think you can read that. I'll, I'll read the bottom line there. That was typed by um, the first shoot. Senator Barry Goldwater holding an air-fired pistol brought to the Senate by William Colby during churches. Air fired. Mm -hmm. That's why there's no puff of smoke. Right. It's air fired. And it's a lot quieter too. <laughs> yes, and there's there's no recoil. It's just poof, Hold on. And it's gone. That's right, Ralph. I got a oh here it is. Air fired pistol, uh -huh. Ralph. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Air Hold fire. on, show us. Oh, Move yeah, it in front. Yeah, there you go. Just pump it up a few times. I'll let you see what it sounds like. Okay, got to cock it. Close it. Take the feet. That's oh. it. Yeah. Okay. That's not you very think, loud. Do you think, I know, but do you think, wouldn't that have been heard maybe by the Connellys who were behind the drivers? I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I would guess. Well, I think, Ralph, well, <laughs> Ralph, you look like a Picasso painter. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, because you had all the crowd screaming and waving and yelling, you know, probably yeah, scre yeah. screaming when all this was going on. Yeah. And you have the motorcade. You got, look like two, at least two Harley Davidsons just behind the car. Yeah. Very loud, you know. And, that might not have been. Yeah. Wow, what happened to you, Ralph? 
he turned into a kaleidoscope. <laughs> let me um, let me try something, Ralph. Okay, you still there? Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna hide you and then bring you back. Okay. There you go. You're back. Perfect. Handsome gentleman. Yeah, you're perfect now. It's okay. There he is with the gun. Uh, By the way, Church was not, as far as I know, not a Mason, but that guy was. John yeah. Tower. Oh, yeah, he's a snake. I know. Yeah. Okay, now, I put this in maybe anybody, but I want to cut, want to mention it someplace along the line. There's a reason that Dallas was selected. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dallas uh, is the same latitude. <laughs> I know we're going here. Dallas, the same latitude to Charleston, South Carolina, where the Masons built their first 33rd degree temple. November 11th, uh, November equals the 11th month, uh, 22 equals a day, and 11 plus 22 is 33. That is a very notorious um, uh, latitude. Yeah. Yes, a lot of things. We are, that, please, if I may, just save time. We can cover that another way. But I want you to know. There's a significance in the fact Dallas was chosen. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. At the other end of it, on the East Coast, is the Charleston on the identical latitude. Right. Right. You ready? Yeah, you're frozen, though. I'm trying to figure out what to do here. Let me do what I just did again. Hi. Show. Oh, that's what you're doing. Okay, hold, hold on. You you were all black there. Oh boy. Hide. Show. No, it's 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 not a crystal clear picture in my head either, David. Just so you know. Hide. Show. It's black here. Uh, I can't see anything, Ralph. That's what I'm saying. It's it's um, and when I've done this in the I, past, it's worked. You know, in the background, as far as my picture, it's pretty, pretty accurate, pretty, pretty fine. But my background is a little fuzzy, like yours is. Yeah, you're, this picture is entirely black. Um, oh, there you go. You're back. Well, you just popped in like a genie or something. <laughs> okay. It's my shirt. <laughs> hey, what's that hair? <laughs> Okay, in other words, the Masons were to pick the location, the time, and the date. That's right. That was their role. Yeah. That's right, but that's not the reason they agreed to it. That's to wait. Hold on. We're Hmm. not there yet, David. Okay. I don't know what you're doing, Ralph, but it's frozen again. Um, if you're hiding, picking up a piece of paper or something, I. Oh, what's going on with this thing? Let's do this. Okay, I'll just. Uh, okay. Nope, still frozen. Okay, okay, my okay. Is okay, discuss the reason the Masons wanted to assist in the assassination of President Kennedy. Oh, you can see it, okay. Yeah. That's what we're going to cover next. Yeah, you're going to cover that. 
Huh? You'll come back. It'll, it'll bring it back in a minute. Okay. But I can see it very well. Discuss the reason the Masons wanted to assist in the assassination of President Kennedy. Well, it was frozen uh, during it's that frozen. time, or maybe black. But yeah, it froze looks, so she could read the words. Who's looks this? like it's frozen again. Huh. I wonder if maybe it's been too much moving with it. I don't know. Well, I think it has to do with bandwidth. Hold on. Well, okay. Maybe what I should let's try this, David. I'll I'll show the picture like this. And then oh, there you go. It. You're back. That you're back. You're back, but you're frozen. <laughs> Can you find out what it what it says? No, I, I just see your face. I don't see anything there. Okay, it's oh. a picture of Albert Pike, sovereign oh. grand commander, the leader, the leader uh -huh. of the worldwide Masonic movement from 1859 to 1981. Uh huh. Now, can you can you come back on? No, I just I, no, I just have a picture of you, and that's it. Hold on. He wrote, a, he wrote a book. It's all black now, but keep talking, Ralph. We can do it this way. <laughs> We've only got 20. Magnum Opus. And I've got a copy. I bought it and read it because it's the rituals of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Uh huh. You don't have to be a Mason to learn to read the rituals. I'm not a Mason, never been a Mason. Never was asked to be a Mason. I wouldn't be a Mason. So I'm not got any connection except as a private researcher who buy books from a 32nd degree Mason who never asked me whether I'm a Mason. I sent oh. him the money. He sent me the books. Yeah. I don't know if he knows that I'm the guy that's been marking the, the Masonic Lodge. Talk about you eating and abetting. Okay. I see it again. 38th degree ritual. The Masons draw their swords, uh, page 30 and 2, um, and take a vow too. And it's stuck again. Oh, wait a minute. Avenge the murder of Jacques de Molay, Grandmaster of the Knights Templar, the predecessor of the Masons, page 30 and uh, 2. It's true again. Mm -hmm. That's the document for someone who says, oh, I, I don't believe you, Ralph. The Masons don't want to talk to me. As soon as they right. start talking, they hang up. Uh -huh. Goodbye, Ralph. Uh, suddenly, uh, my wife just got pregnant. <laughs> 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 she, she's 70, 78 years I, I old. How can that be? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, who uh, was burned at the stake by Philip Le Bel, King of France, and Clement, whoa, moving around, Clement V, Pope of the Catholic uh, Faith, page 30. Okay, so uh, we now got a king and a, and a pope, right? Right. They're going to do something to stop him away. And Kennedy was Catholic. Hold on. I was supposed to reveal that to you because you didn't know it. <laughs> okay. Just get quiet. 
Next time I do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy you some duct tape. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is significant though. It's very please understand what I'm saying. This Mm -hmm. is very, very important why they would want to do this. Mm -hmm. In other words, a king pull it back a little rough if you could. Um uh, king meaning government and a pope meaning a Catholic murdered Jacques de Molay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Head of the Masonic Lodge. Right. They murdered him by doing something to him. They burnt him at the stake. Now, they got very angry at that. They said, you don't do that to our leaders. You don't burn him at the stake. A king and the Pope did this right. on their own authority. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask the members, uh, the people of France or the Missouri Lodge. Right. Ready? The Mason, what happened? Uh, the Masons you might, might have to read okay. it yourself. Okay. The Masons could finally avenge their murder by murdering a Catholic president. Because right. a Catholic combines the church and government. Right. So there was their reason right there. Or a reason. Yeah. Interesting. Now, hold on. Wait a minute. Uh, you still got me or not? Yeah, no, well, you're frozen, but go ahead and keep reading because I think it's the best way to go right the now. Masons, the Masons have been directly involved in other presidential assassinations as well. The Masons like to kill presidents. I'll be darned. That might be one of the... Okay, now I'm going to do this. Apparently, you're not able to see these. but No, sir. Uh-uh. I'll hold them up in case it shows up. That's a picture of Milton Alberto Podger, 32nd degree major, author of Esoteric Materials, and he's written a book called, I can't see it now, it says Three Master Masons, uh, published in 1916. Oh, okay. So this guy wrote a book. He wrote, he wrote a lot of 30 books or something. Highly recognized. He claims to be a 30 second. Let's see what he said. Still? Yeah, it's still frozen. Right? No, it's frozen. Oh, here, wait a minute. It was one of us, meaning the Masons. This thing is going to be spotty, so we just have to deal with it. Um, I can see it now. It was one of us, meaning the Masons, that assassinated Abraham Lincoln, James Garfield, and William McKinley. Yeah, it figures. What? Who? Who murdered these individuals? The Masons. No! The, the Masons, because they're avenging the murder of... Of course, this Kennedy had one thing that none of those three men had. He was a Catholic. Right. Exactly. Hold on. Can you read it? No, you can't get it? No, you're frozen again. Sorry. (laughs) I've discovered that they have assassinated 
Warren G. Harding, that's now number four. Right. And John Kennedy, five presidents have been killed by the Masonic Lodge, according to, according to the Masons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man. What a bunch of snakes. Still frozen? Yeah. Sorry. And the reason that I believe Mr. Pottinger is because I've discovered that there was a well-known outlaw. Ah, Jesse James. <laughs> directly involved in the assassinations of Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, and Harding. And that mm-hmm. outlaw was... Uh, Jesse James? <clears throat> Uh-oh, Do I have to pay you when you're going to rip me like that? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, you asked... Jesse James lived to be 103. He was directly involved with the assassinations of four of those present. Jesse James, a 33rd degree Mason. Yeah. Do Masons kill presidents? Yes. Yes, they do. Now, let's discover whether Ruby was involved. Okay. Once again, frozen. No, well, not right now. Okay, Jack Ruby was directly involved in the. And it's frozen. <laughs> Support of the conspiracy that shot yeah. Kennedy. We're not right. going to discuss what his role was. Of course, everybody knows who he is because of what he did to, to Larry Oswald. Right. Larry shooting him right there under on television, live TV. Bailey shot him on November the 24th. That was two days after the assassination. Right. He comes marching out in the basement. Hey, although he's under being held by two sheriffs or policemen, and Oswald, a movie came out with a pistol, a revolver, shot him dead. Right. There's another way that he was involved, Ruby. This is Henry Wade, district attorney of Dallas County. Press conference on November the 22nd, the very day that Oswald was brought in. Henry Wade, the district attorney, is going to talk to the media. He said this The suspect is Lee Harvey and he is a member of the Free Cuba Committee. Yeah. Free Cuba Committee. Oh, don't do that embarrassing district attorney. But someone did. That's Jack Ruby right there. Right out of the arrow. I'll be darned, right in the picture. Yeah, Yeah. that's Jack Ruby standing Mm -hmm. in the back of the room on a table. And he shouts out to Mr. Wade. Hey, I'm calling first name. Henry. I know you. Henry. That was the fair play for Cuba committee. He's correcting the district attorney. <laughs> so the district attorney then said, oh, yeah, you're right. It was a free, fair play for... How did Ruby know that? Well, he was part of the whole thing. <laughs> I've never, once again, in 62 books that I've read, wondered about that. Mm-hmm. Why? 
How did he know that unless he knew Oswald? Right, right. Or at least been briefed about him. Mm-hmm. Now, let's show another way that Oswald was involved. Still can't see it? Ah, uh, you're frozen again, so sorry. Apparently, maybe it's because I'm going too fast. Let's try it. Tell me where no, I come it's, back it's, it's a bad, It's a bandwidth thing, Ralph. It happens from time to time. There's nothing we can do about it, so. That's well. I, I'll let you. I'll let you not pay me the forty-two thousand dollars you were going to pay me for not having a, a slide presentation. And well, you that's funny. You, you, you're cutting out. Ladies <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, if you're watching this, we do this. Whatever we talk. He lives in some place in this guy he right here. Like Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Tucson, Arizona, where it gets monsoons, where it's humid all the time. Well, this time of year. Hey, that's what I call the theater right there, ladies and gentlemen. The movies that are being shown are uh, something about in hell and the battle of uh, uh, about uh, uh, Van Heflin and others, a 1963 movie that was made in probably 1947. So it's cheap. Huh. Yeah, but there it is. After left, Oswald left the Tucson School of the Bus Story, he went to this theater but didn't buy a ticket. Why would he do that? He had the money, well, he didn't have much, but he could have afforded probably a 25 cent movie, but he didn't. Well, guess what? The manager, the little lady at the booth, said, The guy that just went in didn't pay a, buy a ticket. Well, we can't have that. I'll call the police. So he mm-hmm. called the police and said, some guy went into my theater and didn't pay for it. And I want you to come out and get this arrested. So he called the police department. Right. Because a man didn't buy a ticket. Man, I tell you, that's a criminal offense. Let me show you <laughs> what happened. Can you see that picture? I wish you could. Yeah, no, it's just it's stuck on the frame about the police call because he didn't buy a ticket. So, 50, 50 policemen to arrest one man who did not buy a ticket. 50, oh my goodness! You need fifty policemen to that arrest. That right the there. The only thing that that lady and the manager knew was the guy didn't buy a ticket. They don't know who was what was there watching movies. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. A witness in the theater saw Jack Ruby in the audience. Oh, my God. What was Ruby oh, doing there? Oh, he was there. <laughs> oh, Who arrested man. him? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It sounds like Jesse Curry's busy again. This is all scripted, Ralph. It's it's just—it's scripted. It just reads like a script. But exactly. But notice, we're finding many of the same players seem to know each other, and they're all doing what they're asked to do. Exactly. It sounds like—it sounds like to me that the police and Jack Ruby knew Oswald would be in that theater. Uh huh. How'd they know that? They were the ones that were scripting it. Like you said, here's mm-hmm. another way that Jack 
Ruby uh, got involved. Listen to this. Now, maybe you can see the young lady there. She's, I think, 21 years old, named Julia Ann Mercer. She's got a very friendly, happy young lady. I'm going to read the, the, the paragraph. It's a couple of paragraphs. Okay. Shortly before 11 a.m. in Dealey Plaza, she was driving west on Elm, meaning in front of the school book depository, headed towards the underpass. When she found her lane blocked by a green Ford pickup truck containing two men stopped. She saw a young man, she was apparently right behind him, get out of the passenger side of the truck, remove a long paper bag, and she said she could see the outline of a rifle in that bag. The man yeah. then walked up the grassy knoll and then oh. was lost to her sight. So she went around the pickup. She stopped while the guy was walking up and her eyes met with a man and they met like this. They looked at each other for a couple of seconds and then she drove on. She stopped for breakfast. And as she drove on to Fort Worth, she was pulled over by policemen who took her back to Dallas for questioning. The people huh. in the restaurant heard her story and said they're going to call the police because this lady saw something. So she's driving, pulled over her side. So then during the interrogation, the questioning, once again, you probably can't read it, but it says she was shown some photographs of various men, top up. She turned over one of two pictures she thought were possibly, and the name read Jack Ruby. Oh, my goodness. She saw Jack Ruby in the pickup waiting for the young man to return from the grassy knoll so they could drive away because he delivered possibly a rifle to somebody that didn't have one. Wow. Jack Ruby. That's she the first time you've ever told me that, Ralph. That's the first oh, that time I've heard that. 40 could be worth forty thousand dollars. Ralph, I'm the Jewish one. <laughs> We're not doing very well with the money, are we? <laughs> she later claimed. She later claimed that her story concerning the truck was twisted and changed by both the FBI and the county sheriff's department. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. They've chased it into a van with no markings on it and no uh -huh. other person. And her notarized signature had been forged. They changed her own signature. She saw this herself. Man, oh man. Was Ruby a player? Yeah, big time. Yep. Now let's cover what we've done. We've gone more than two hours. Uh, just about, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you want to do? Kept, How much more do you got, Ralph? Oh, probably. What's up, you? But you said this is going to be uh, you're, you're uh, doing live, which means well, we you're can, we can go, No, I won't lose anything. Okay, you can still put it on your network, but 
because you're not timed to be eight o'clock. Right. Hours, I have, I have hours three hours. Time. Yeah. Well, three. I have three hours of time. Mm -hmm. We just keep the show to two hours, uh, you know, so it doesn't go too long. But no, we have three hours. You know, you knew that you'd get me cheaper for two than for three, right? Is that, is that the reason? They, they, yes. Go right. breaking up again. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Direct involvement of the Masons. I can do this because on the live feed you're coming over just fine. Keep going. What you, you fixed it? Well, no. I uh, the one that I have on my one computer, you're frozen. But looking at the live thing that everybody else can watch right now, you're you're perfect. Well, then why don't you do that the past? I didn't know Thank it you. would be that way. So you're <laughs> saying okay, right now you're looking at my baseball cap? Yes, and you're talking and everything else. Okay, well, that's a lucky break then. That might be what the problem is. Keep it yeah, up except, and then keep it. Except there's a, about a five-second lag, okay? Okay. So there it is. Now, when you mm -hmm. run the lines down on my baseball cap, it's 43 degrees. And strangely right. enough, the compass is set at 43 degrees. Is that a coincidence? I don't Probably think not. so. Mm -mm. Wow, that's amazing. In other words, Arizona is a Masonic university. I'm finding that out the more I study. Huh. Now, what is this? Oh, yes. Let's finish this. We we don't we probably have 15 more minutes. Plus your, oh, okay. Here. We can do that, sure. Now, here's the scene of the doubt. See, there's a green dot there someplace by the road. Right, you see that? Uh-huh. Okay, that is an obelisk, a, a Masonic obelisk standing there. Kennedy drove within, what, 10, 15 feet of it. Of course, he's busy waving now. He didn't see it, but it was there for a reason. There's a picture of the obelisk in Dealey Plaza. Right there with the green dot. See that? Look oh, what's yeah. down the road. School book depository. Oh, yeah. yeah. In other words, if you stood where that dot was, you were looking in the sixth floor window. Uh-huh. Right that's down right. the street. That's Houston Street right in front of there. Okay, so that's the obelisk. And on that obelisk, I've seen it with my own eyes, Debbie. I walked from Tucson to Dallas because you were supposed to pay me to fly over there to see this. But I said, well, since I didn't get them, I walked. I hitchhiked. Thanks oh. a lot, David. <laughs> My pleasure. Can you read, can you read that? Uh, Daly Plaza, birthplace of Dallas. Within this mall was built um, the first home, which also served as the first courthouse and post office, the first store, and the first uh, fraternal lodge, dedicated to the pioneers of the civil uh, yeah, by order of the park, okay. park world. Uh, the first, the Lodge. Mm -hmm. 
Now, let's go back to Daily Plaza. This is a different movie picture, but I'm doing it for a reason. See the blue line right there? Oh, yeah. If the car had turned to the south and to the north by the obelisk, it would have passed by the red, which is a statue. Mm -hmm. You see that? Yeah. Like, I'm going to show you, but that, that's how close, and it's in the direct line with the obelisk, which means you're looking at the uh, at the Schubert cluster. Right. And upon that statue stands. Who? Oh, okay. George Bannerman Dealey, 33rd degree Mason, owner of Dallas Morning News. Now, he's gone probably 20, 30 years ago, anyway. Dealey Plaza has a Mason, and there was, there was the first lodge there. So we built there, made sure the city built a lodge as a lodge. And it's somewhat triangular shaped because there's a, you know, here's Houston down at the bottom. And elements, and so it's in the underpass. It's a truncated option. Okay, that's a, a pause. You can see, you know, I think I think you better I better tell you a funny story because I've heard you sing before, David. So if you don't mind, I'm going to put these away. We've got maybe ten or fifteen more to do. No, 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 David, please. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to mess up the wires, and you suddenly you won't even be able to hear me. So My wires have messed up already. <laughs> uh, oh, mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you appreciate the fact that I think David and I are, uh, what's the word? We're compaticos? Well, kindred spirits, I think, is a good way to put it. That's a good way to say it. Except I'm just a couple of years older than David. But you wouldn't know it if you, if, unless he told you. So 20, 22 years, actually. That's interesting because you're you're the same age that twenty two is when my mother had me. So that's that's really interesting. Oh man. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, now this is the last of it. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. One more, two more connections. Uh, who's that? Oliver Stone. Oh, yeah, the act. The, uh, okay. Movie entitled JFK hinted that uh, he suspected that the Masons were involved in the assassination of Kennedy. Interesting. Did you ever think about that? No, I'm going to have to watch that I, again. Yeah. Well, I'm going to show you. In the movie, when. All right, back a little bit, please. Uh, Garrison met Mr. I can't, it's too close. Um, okay, let's see. I just said, oh, I'm uh, sorry, they, they met, they met at the Lincoln Memorial. Now they're walking down. Okay, now they are. Uh huh. Uh, Lincoln Memorial. Then they I'm turned sorry, around. they met halfway up. I'm sorry, they turned right. around and then walked down the stairs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then they turned around and then I'm walked down the stairs. Okay. Uh huh. So they met halfway and now they're walking back down. Right. And as they're walking down, Stone did a strange thing. Yeah. 
Read it? No, it's frozen, Ralph. Sorry. Okay. Stone's camera pulled back as they walked down the stairs and ended up with a shot of the Washington Monument straight ahead. And that's what that huh. picture is. Wow. So in other words, from Lincoln Memorial, you can see the Washington Monument. So now these two guys, that's Kevin Costner as uh, Jim Garrison and this Mr. X, they sat down. Can you still see it or not? No. Uh -uh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll just I'll read it then. Uh, they sat down and on a park bench and talked. The man advised Garrison to continue with the investigation that there was a conspiracy in the assassination of the presidency. President. Huh. They put them in a park and then he showed what was behind them, the Washington Monument. Once again, no, there's huh. people on a bench covering with no, he shot this while they were sitting and talking. The Washington Monument. Huh. When the man walked away, Costner stayed, or Garrison stayed there for a few minutes, and he walked away, and Garrison, Stone had pulled back and followed the guy walking towards the Washington Monument in the horizon, and then the scene stopped. I say, hint, hint. Maybe he was trying to inform that he knew the Masons were involved, but he couldn't see it. Huh. Wow, that's now, pretty interesting. I'm going to read. I want to show you some evidence that someone knew the Masons were directly involved in the planning of the Vietnamese War. I'm going to show you four pictures. And I will not comment, just leave the picture up for about five seconds. Maybe you'll be able to see it well. When okay. I toured America on a 91 city, 31 state tour with an illustrated slide presentation entitled Secret Societies and the New World Order, one of the speeches I delivered was in Washington, DC. My host took the day off and gave me a tour of the to speak that night. He gave me a tour around the city and we passed by the Lincoln Memorial. And I said, boy, I would love to see that stop. And so we walked through there, up the stairs, like Garrison did, walked in and looked in. I had great admiration for Lincoln. As we're walking down the stairs to a street in front of us, across the street was the, the water park and there was a the, the Vietnam Wall going away from us. So I walked over and I started walking by myself. And we, I reflected on the 58,000 names I saw on that wall. I never learned of any friends or relatives of mine who had died in that war. So it was not a personal thing with me. But suddenly it dawned on me that these were not just names. They were people who died in a senseless war. Yeah. I started crying, David, and I'm, I, understand. I could not stop. And I continued on. And when I got to the end, I looked to my right, 
and you will see what I saw that day. I'm going to show you four pictures without any comment and leave it up for the last slide. Victor? Yes or no? The Vietnam Wall. Mm -hmm. Okay. So far, so good. Uh -huh. put these Vietnam back Wall. In, in these are pictures uh, taken off the internet, so they're not real clear. But that's what it looks like. Look at those names. Yeah. Come back side by side. 58,000 of them. Sad. Okay, now there's three more. I'm not going to comment. What do you see at the end of the Berlin Wall? Is that coincidence? I don't know. Yeah, that's something. I don't think so. Huh. Wow. Now, let's summarize and we can finish. Well, it's going to take a few minutes, but I don't right. What's the name of my newspaper, David? Arizona Daily Star, May 13th, 1992. Okay, where was I in 1982? Where's the headline read? CAA files show government track uh, Oswald for three years. What? 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 Yeah. They track him? What? 1959, uh, started in 1959, so it goes back to 1956. Right. right. So, and actually, Oswald joined the Hague in 55. So, but let me read you. CI documents, I'm going to put my bag in my glasses. CI documents on Lee Harvey Oswald show the government agents used informants and face to face interviews to follow the shadowy defector on for three years leading up to the assassination. CIA Director Robert Gates told the Senate Government Affairs Committee that the file would be available to the public any day now. But Gates said he wants to clear the CIA of any corrosive suspicion that the agency operatives were involved in Kennedy assassination. Bill Robbins said there's, there's quite abundant information. Okay. Right, right. The file which Gates brought with him to the hearing consists of 33 documents. Oh my goodness. What does that mean? The Masons have approved it. That means wow. that the CIA started tracking Oswald since around 1959 after he went to Japan as a Marine that year. I, I believe they approached him and asked him if he wanted to truly serve his country. And they said, listen, we, we can train you to be in, we can, I'm sorry. They told him that they would train him in assassination techniques so that he could assassinate Fidel 
testosterone, not ketamine. Okay? Oswald right. said, sure, I love my country. They arranged for him to go to Minsk, Russia, to be trained by the KGB. And they got him out of Russia without being interrogated by the U.S. State Department after he returned to America. I do not believe that Oswald knew anything about the assassination of Kennedy until November the 21st or 22nd of 63. So let me explain. That is why he stood on the steps of the school book depository, watched Kennedy get hit with the first shot, and then he walked back inside to get a soft drink. Now, if he was just innocent, you know, he'd say, wait a minute, they just shot the prisoner. What's that? I want right. to watch that. I'll watch the next few shots till the car disappears. He walked back inside because that was the signal. That's the, the clue. You're going to finish this now. It was to trigger his training and go to Cuba to assassinate Fidel Castro. He had been told by the CIA that he should go to his home, pick up his pistol, and then proceed to the theater where he would meet a pilot who would fly him to Cuba because the CIA would publicly proclaim that Oswald was a dedicated Marxist communist who had killed JFK to avenge all of the attempts that the CIA had made on the life of Fidel Castro. They had convinced Oswald that he would be hailed in Cuba by Castro himself as a communist patriot who killed the president that had tried to assassinate him. And he could return to America as an American patriot that had killed the communist Fidel Castro. That's what Oswald believed. He had previously arranged various cities in New Orleans and Dallas to show the media that he was truly a Marxist communist who was enamored with Castro's communism. What was he doing that for? To convince the media to come to get back to Fidel Castro. Look at there's a guy in Cuba supporting you. That's wonderful. Right. Inviting to come. During his interrogation in Dallas, he repeatedly claimed that he was Apache, and he was. He had no doubt told them about his involvement with the CIA in a plot to kill Fidel Castro, and they knew that they had to silence him or the truth would come out. And this is why the Dallas Police Department and the FBI had not kept transcripts of his questioning. Right. So the Dallas police arranged with the mafia to transfer Oswald in the basement so that Jack Ruby could silence him forever. Wow. The conspiracy had successfully assassinated Kennedy and for over 50 years, they've gotten away with it. Now, mm-hmm. we're almost finished. Yeah. Why did they assassinate Kennedy in public with eyewitnesses? To warn congressmen, senators, cabinet officials, judges, etc., that if the conspirators told them if they could assassinate a president and get away with it, what makes the government officials think the conspirators could not get away with assassinating a lowly government official? 
Right. These people are living in fear because of the Kennedy assassination, and they got away with it. Buddy, who cares about you? But suddenly, you might not be here either. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow, that's awesome, Ralph. Hold on. Last one. The conspiracy had planned the Vietnam War as early as 1945. And it was intended to get the Chinese Communist government trillions of American dollars in cash so that they could become America's major threat in the future. During the war, America was buying tons of heroin, tons of heroin to communist China, and they were being paid for it in, from communist China in, in American dollars in cash. It was intended to make Red China a major threat to replace communist Russia. That is why President Ronald Reagan should go or could go to the Berlin Wall to tell Michael Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And guess what he did? He tore the tore wall down. down. The wall. Yeah. We were eliminating Russia as a threat and making Red China the threat. Do you understand? Reagan was a team player too. Yeah. Yep, I believe it. Finally, John Kennedy did not want to fight the war in Vietnam. He had to be removed and their plans would be fulfilled. Exactly. Two more last thoughts. Can you read it? No, I can't, Ralph. Sorry. Okay. If you do not know the Masons, you do not know the truth. Right. We hardly knew you, John Kennedy. Wow. I'm telling you, my friend, some of these people, let's be doing that again. I hit, I hit my desk or something. I appreciate Nothing's changed. I proved my picture. Well, I, think I, I did this last time. But doing, I don't know what I did, but I hit my table and I didn't. Well, I lasted the whole time and didn't do it, but I'm still there so you could. So as far as I'm convinced, we're through. Okay. Wow. Wow. That was very revealing, Ralph, extremely revealing. And there's a lot of things that you and I have talked about this a lot, you know, but um, there's some things you introduced tonight that I'd never heard before. So well, I got an education. I, I'm sorry. There's things that we have not just, that I wanted to, but I was trying to time this around two hours and I, I overpassed. No, it. no, don't apologize. But, this is good. I'm telling you, David, this thing is bigger than that. I will say this. Trump has promised to bring the, uh, to release the records that have been buried by the, uh, Warren, I guess the Warren Commission till 2090 or something. He's going to release them. And I believe when, if he does become president, he's going to create a commission. A name John Kennedy Jr. that we talked last time is still alive and name him to run it 
and we're going to find out who killed our president. From your lips to God's ears. Yep. Incredible. Uh, well, oh, man, Ralph. I, 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 I tried to do what I could, David, to convince you. you. Good. I, uh, if you, if you, do you think, are you still able to read the comments on the right side? Well, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I had any comments going here. Let's see. Well, no, there's no back. chats. No, no chats. Before, before I hang up, mm -hmm. what are you going to do for 20 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> I um, I have to get the show ready to put on on Rumble and stuff like that. So I'm going to be busy till two in the morning. So. Well, okay, that's up to you, David. I, but anyway, then if that's the case, I'm going to ask you. I want to thank you for allowing me this opportunity, and I hope. Oh, you, hey, no, thank you. Some of your listeners yeah. are going to enjoy this, and they're going to start to realize there's there is a conspiracy active in America right now, mm -hmm. and if we don't get together to save this country and let Biden have four years, we're going to be Venezuela, yeah, bankrupt and people starving. Yeah, this group is out to deliver the new world order. Mm -hmm. That is certainly, and hard. they're going to succeed as long as Biden and or Kamala and or Nancy Pelosi or whoever's next in line are president and. If they control the House and the Senate again in the election of 2022, 20, I guess, or next year, and they continue, we is doomed. Yeah, that's true. I that's wrote that true. book in 1990. I published it. I've got it finished in 89. It took me half a year to publish it in 1990. And I'm telling you, it's still the best book on the market. No one's yeah, come close. Is. I've got an eight-hour DVD showing you what's in there, but really you need to, we learned uh, tonight a little bit about the 30th degree ritual, other things about this, you take a story, a Catholic mm -hmm. president got one. So we'll say, David, I think I'm going to relapse and quietly okay. enjoy the rest of the evening, get my voice well, back. Okay. Before you do yeah, that, I do want to thank you. Hopefully, they, your listeners. Hold on, Ralph. I want uh, you have a bunch of products available. Is there a place where people can go to to view and order? Well, sure. Uh, and you get yourself. Well, I since I I blocked my picture, I don't know how to get it back on. Huh. I there did that are. last last time. I got it back on, but I I can see in the corner. That's my hat bouncing around. So I, yeah. I wrote the unseen hand first in 1985. Mm -hmm. That book is still being sold, published, and is now available in I don't know how many countries around the globe, including communist China. Mm -hmm. They, it's been published in Spain. Of course, what they call the Spanish language, Mexicans speak Spanish. 
So I'm right. getting letters and emails from Latin America, South America. My God, I didn't know about this going on. Thank you for writing the book. Wow. And then I wrote the second book called The New World Order, still the best on mm -hmm. the market. I've got right. all the others with titles similar to that. They don't come close. They don't understand what it is. And number right. three is a book called Masonry, Conspiracy Against Christianity. And right. it documents, like I did tonight, with their own literature, that they take a sword in their hands and vow to destroy a Catholic government official like John Kennedy. Right. And All of your got, excellent books, too. Yeah. Thank you. I got the fourth book, which is about Jesse James. That's why I know about him being directly uh -huh. involved in the assassinations of four presidents. But mm -hmm. but the book is the book is meaningless because I got a, a four hour DVD with further information that I should have titled the book Jesse James lived to be 103 and I didn't do that. I mistitled it and I'm I'm stuck with a lot of copies that I can't sell and that's fine. That's the price of being a businessman, making decisions right. about whether you want to sell books or not. But those four, you can go to my website. I think you've put it on your screen where you clear underneath there. It's it's www.ralph-epperson, E is in Edward, P, P is in Peter, E-R-S-O-N.com, ralph-epperson.com. A graduate of the Masonic University, <laughs> University of Arizona. Oh, okay. By the way, <laughs> They, they, they had a, a place, maybe they did this by design, but they got two buildings. I, I can't see it, but one is higher than the other. So they had, they're, they're adjoining, but to get to the front door on, this, on the next building, they built a stairway of concrete of exactly 33 steps. That's Not 32 or 27. Or uh -huh. even 106, 33, I've counted them. <laughs> I wonder what's going on at the University of Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What happens in the dark recesses of the building when nobody's watching? That's right. <laughs> thank you. Right? Yeah. All right, Ralph. Well, I want to thank you. And hopefully people will go visit your website and see what all you have to offer because there's a, a plethora of uh, fine things to read and and to study and uh, and to get educated. A lot of people aren't educated in a lot of this stuff. So may um, I, may I yeah. also suggest they go to my website. You don't have oh, yeah. to you don't have to buy anything. Just browse to right. see how big this thing is. This conspiracy mm -hmm. is huge. And I've been researching right. it since nineteen sixty two. Uh huh. Thank you very much, David. Have a pleasant oh. evening. My pleasure, By the Ralph. Way, Thank you, you so going, much. Are you archiving this or not? Yeah, it goes on. It goes all over the place. It goes on my webpage. Uh, you can get it there. Um, you can get it on. Uh, go to Rumble and get it there. You can go to Twitch, which is the place where we do it live. Would you please send me an email with that information? Certainly, certainly. I'll because do it right I want to. I want to promote it as well. Okay. Good deal. All right. <laughs> Thank great. you very much, David. Have uh, a good evening. You too, Ralph. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye -bye. I'm signing off. Signing off. Thanks very much.
<laughs> okay. Bye bye. Folks, just want to thank you. Um, and we'll, uh, oh, I guess I'm off.